You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 88. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I am obviously your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant and coach who has helped hundreds of women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on to six-figure years without burning out in the process. Now, let's be honest. Instagram is a force to be reckoned with. It can help businesses of any shape and size. But I do hear a lot of people talking about how they've got this love-hate relationship with Instagram. But here's the thing. Are you waiting for it? It is a free platform. And so many businesses are spending so much time whinging and moaning about this, that, and the other, about the algorithms that they don't want to follow the Facebook rules, blah, 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 blah. Listen, people, you either play with Instagram or you don't play with Instagram. right? Those are your choices. But Instagram, if you choose to play with it, if you choose to be adaptable, if you choose to be flexible, Instagram is going to help your business grow. And let's be honest, Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, is a business. They are here to make money just like me and you. And so gone are the days of the quick wins on Instagram. And hello are the days of needing a strategy to make sure that Instagram has an ROI for each and every one of you in business. We've got to learn to embrace the algorithms and again, be adaptable and be flexible. And that's why I'm super pumped to have Emily Osmond on the show today, who's going to chat with us about Instagram. She's going to share with us three awesome ways that you can leverage Instagram moving your business forward also in 2020. It's going to be an epic episode. But before we hop straight into this amazing episode, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share your key takeaway, a fun fact, or anything you'd love to share about the podcast over on your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag me uh, at symbol, not hashtag, at symbol, Angela Henderson Consulting. It just lights me up. It would make my day. So I greatly appreciate that. Also, this episode is sponsored by my 12-month group coaching program, Profit Pillars, which helps women in business create consistent 5K plus months. My 12-month group coaching program is for women business owners who are ready to take action to grow sustainable and profitable businesses, ready to invest in themselves, ready to step up and stop playing small and play big. The program includes a complete profit pillar training system, which includes my videos, my PDFs, and my guides and more to make sure that you have the foundational elements you need to grow that sustainable and profitable business. We also have monthly live coaching sessions, monthly hot seat sessions. We've got monthly mastermind classes with guest experts, 24-7 access to our private Facebook community, world-class member support, and so much more. To learn about how you can join my 12-month group coaching program, you could head to angelahenderson.com.au and under the header, here's how I can help, simply click on, I want help creating 5k months. All right, now let's jump into this awesome episode. Welcome to the show, Emily. Yeah, great to be here, Ange. It is fantastic to be here. And as most of my podcast episodes, I'm running into this this awesome habit, I should say, is uh, we were scheduled to start recording 50 <laughs> minutes ago. And we have eagerly been chatting like we've been best friends for the last 50 years. Well, not 50, but 40 yeah. years, we could say, right? And it's, totally. it is... I always say this, and it might start to annoy people out there, but the genuineness of connectedness. And you and I initially 
found each other as I was putting together a list of the Australian Women in Business podcasts. You can actually get that list over at my blog at angelahenderson.com.au. And I'd reach out to Suze Chadwick and I said, Suze, I just want to make sure I'm not missing any amazing women in business because I'm really big about collaboration and not competition. And Suze is like, ah, oh, do you know of Emily? And I was like, no, I don't. And then I like went and obviously did the normal mini stock. And then I was like, Hey, Em, are you cool if I include you? I didn't even know about you. And it, I've checked out your podcast. It is amazing. You're going to be able to help so many other women in business. Are you cool that I include you? And you're like, yes. And that's how you and I have, I guess, Totally. started to, be, to build this friendship together over the last few weeks. So I the know. world works in miraculous ways, but it also goes back to what I remind people about is asking. If I wouldn't have asked Suze for help or guidance, because I would have had my ego going, oh God, I can't, I'm supposed to know all of this. <laughs> then, you know, then I wouldn't have ever had this opportunity to meet you. So just be mindful that no matter where you are in business, ask for help and it is completely okay. And if anything, so many opportunities stem from asking for help. So yes, yeah, so that's kind of how Em and I met initially is through putting together the recent blog about the Australian Women in Business podcast. Now we're connecting today to dive into some juicy conversations about Instagram, which again is another hot topic. But before we start, I always like to ask my audience a fun question about the person that I'm interviewing because I think it's important that they get to know you a little bit better. So my question to you is, as I know you are an award-winning interior designer, and uh, am I saying that correctly? Interiors blogger. Well, I have an interiors blog. Yeah, yeah. So I don't do design. Design? Okay. So okay, so, yeah, yeah. so as long as I just want to make sure I don't mess it up. So I always double check for clarity there. Yeah. So I want to know, what is your all-time favorite piece that you wrote about that just kind of like sparked your joy, lit you up and you're like, damn, that was awesome. Okay. I, okay. I'm totally obsessed with mod, um, mid-century modern design. And so I think that would have to be like the stuff that I obsess over. And we, we my partner and I are actually heading to America soon for a friend's wedding. So I'm like, I have to go to Palm <laughs> Springs and see like the Palm Springs mid-century modern type of style. So that's like, I could write about that all day. <laughs> you just love it. And tell me a little bit more, cause I'm your least, yeah. uh, interior no like tacky whatever you want to call it so what would that look like is it bright colors what type like what does it look like yeah 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 so mid-century modern it's all about like really um long lines type of thing um so like flat roofs like length massive like windows all the furniture is quite low line um so it's pretty pretty simple chic um it's not about like bright colors and hits of patterns so it's, <laughs> it's pretty refined which isn't yep. going to be for everyone but I, yeah I love you love it, it. <laughs> and obviously so now we know a little bit about a little bit about mm. you know what you love in regards to design tell us a little bit about who is Emily where have you come from what's your background and what are you working on yeah, cool. So it's always a big question, isn't it? But um, I, I started my blog um, when I was doing my master's in communications and I was learning all about websites and that type of thing. And I'm like, oh, I'll just start a blog. And um, I started attracting clients that wanted me to write for them and help them with their marketing and their email newsletters and their social media. Um, so at the time I was working for a tourism body managing their social media. I just finished my master's and um, I was like, this is way too good having my own clients. I can like choose the hours and all I wanted to do was leave my work, go home and work for my clients. So I quit my job um, and I started out on my own. And that was about for it's coming up to five years ago. And um and I started out like I think quite a few of us do in terms of 
well, for me, I can say anyway, that I didn't really have much of a plan in place. I just knew I wanted to work myself and I was going to try and figure it out. And so I started out offering websites and branding. And basically if someone was like, oh, do you do, you do logos? I'm like, yeah, sure. Sure, do, bring it on. Yeah. So it got to the point about a year ago where I'm like, you know, this is good what I've created, but for me to take this to, for me to grow this now, I had a few contractors, we had clients. I was like, the next thing is to take on more clients, more projects, more contractors, and probably bring in a project manager. And I was like, that just does not appeal to me. And what I, what I, you know, realized that I really loved doing the most and where I was like the happiest and felt most in flow was when I was teaching and when I was running workshops and when I was basically helping people figure out stuff for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I had about six months of work booked in. So I'm like, right, at the end of that, I'm not taking on any more client work and I'm just going to figure something out. And so over that time, I was just really open to, to kind of hearing what some ideas might be. And I heard a podcast and they were talking about memberships. It was on Amy Porterfield's and they were talking about memberships. I'm like, memberships, hey, that sounds really good. That sounds like such a good fit. So it was about two weeks later, I launched my membership. And um, that how was, cool is that? Yeah, I love the action taking. Yep, totally. So, um, and it's been the best thing. So now I teach women how to grow their business using Instagram. And for me, I don't actually care about Instagram. What I care about is women actually getting results from their marketing. So the, the parameter I teach is actually how to use Instagram to do it, but we go so much deeper too in terms of what type of content to share, actually the sales messages too, and how to grow their email list because it's so important as well that we're not overly reliant in all eggs in one bucket. So um, that's what I do. And then I have the podcast, like you said, that Emily else can show you. Dude, fantastic. And it's like, again, there's never, you can always pivot in life, <laughs> right? You can always make your life this beautiful, do you know what I mean? art, whatever it is that you want yeah. in life, you can make it happen. You just got to take action. And like you said, you're like, heard podcasts. Great. We're going to do this. And now you've yes. got, you know, a couple hundred members in your membership, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And what I love is that you said about not putting all your eggs into one basket. Yeah. I do think uh, James Tremco actually talks a lot about owning your own race course. So for those who've been listening mm -hmm. for a while, will know that is you need to be able to have your own data. You need to be able mm -hmm. to still reach your ideal audience and that so many people are dependent yeah. on the Instagram platform or Facebook platform, yeah. whatever that is. And I also know that so many people have this love-hate relationship with many of the platforms, including Instagram. Yeah. But what I have to say is, you know, listen, this shit's, it's a free platform, people. Oh, and yeah. the other thing is, is that, and the way I see it is that if you don't like it, leave it or you need to adapt. <laughs> because at the end of the day, they are in a business. They are, they have, they've got, you know, shareholders now they've got people and demands that they need to be making at any given second of any given day. Yeah. And so listen, we are very fortunate enough that we get to play in their playground. But what you said is it was, what can we do to take people off of their playground in yes. order to build our own assets? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's the thing. And the, the the thing I see business owners doing wrong is almost using Instagram like it's a to-do. So they tick it off. They're like, I've posted to Instagram, tick that box. So, and that might be posting every day, multiple times a day, or even a few times a week, but they're treating it like a content sharing platform, mm. whereas it's actually a relationship building platform. And so that's why I say like post, doing posts is good, but really we should now be using Instagram stories and showing up in video. And, um, and 
doing things like going live. And that's people, people, when they haven't done it before, it's super scary. And I totally understand that. But when you can make the shift from just like posting a few posts that don't really have a whole lot of purpose behind it to first of all, getting super clear about what you're actually trying to achieve and what your business goals are, and then developing your content around them, which also includes, like I know a lot of your audience would be the type of businesses that are really going to work well when they are showing up in their own feed as themselves and showing up on video too. And that's where people then feel so much like the connection that you can build with people there is so quick. And you'll start noticing one of some of my students, you know, they're going on Instagram stories, never would have done it before. Now they're going on there and they're being asked to do guest speaking gigs and they're booking more clients because people are seeing them and connecting with them and also seeing them as that expert and that obviously they take their business seriously because they're not just posting a few Instagram posts, but they're showing up online. And they're showing up and they're showing up again with a strategy, right? Like you said, it's not just a tick box. Oh, I've posted. And I think gone are the days. Well, it's not, are they? They are gone are the days of that perfect picture flat light that Instagram was initially kind of forecasted about. And then when Facebook kind of starts saying, you know, we want our platforms to be about community and people, they're really, it's, you don't need the perfect picture anymore. Uh, You need to be able to tell a story. You need to be able to connect with them. You need to treat them like, like human beings and not just as a transaction. Um, and when you do that and you can equally show up as yourself, then the, you're going to repel those that, lo- that don't like you and you're yes. going to keep those that do, the attract those that do. Now, that's totally, that's totally it. And that's why I say like you, the goal isn't perfection. Like in your feed, like you said, no one actually wants, cares about perfect flat lay anymore. And the goal on video isn't perfection either. The ones that I share where I forget what I'm saying are the ones that get the best response. So if people are scared and, and holding back because they think, oh, I don't look good enough. I'm not going to be like smooth enough with what I'm trying to say. Like just do it because people actually really love that anyway. People do exactly right. And I know with Finley and me, my first business and even with Angela Henderson Consulting is that those times where I just showed up, the imperfect yeah. was far more more greater engagement than ever the perfect because it's relatable. People are going, oh, she said fuck too. Oh, (laughs) she's like, I did a uh, Instagram story today and I was in my bedroom, right? Like, you know, talking about, you know, you need to slow down in order to speed up, right? And this Mm -hmm. like, again, you, these are things that everyone's thinking about. Yeah. Um, But no one, again, and I think there's an element of showing up, but there's also an element that when you're showing up, there's a vulnerability. Mm. And I think when you become vulnerable and that people see that, they too, again, it's a relatable concept. So in video or uh, Instagram, you know, live or Instagram stories allows you to to showcase that. Yeah, that's Um, right. And that's why, again, I think you're much quicker to be able to then see the benefits of building your credibility, your trust, your brand and your authority through those platforms. And can I add to that? as well, because I think there's a misconception around vulnerability and people think, oh, I have to share things that are like really bad or really hard. Exactly right. Yes. It's not true. I say like, it's actually not vulnerability. It's just being real. It's just being yourself. Yes. And, and people, yeah, people can get stuck thinking, oh, you know, I've got to be vulnerable and I've got to share some of the dark stuff or the heavy stuff. And I, I like to think when you share, who are you sharing it for? And you should never be sharing something for yourself. Because then you're kind of wanting to get people commenting and engaging just for your ego. So you want to think before you share, am I sharing this for my audience? Because that's what you should be doing. And, um, And the vulnerability thing, it's just, like I said, it's just being real and it's just being yourself as much as you can. And it does get easier as well on camera. Like I started off and I'm like, 
hello, my name's Holly <laughs> Osmond. Like that's how I used to do videos. And now it's, it just, the more you do it, the easier it gets to. And I think too, there's like, you, I really like what you said is I know when I was hit rock bottom with my depression and anxiety, mm. I wasn't showing up going, I haven't gotten out of bed for the last 12 hours. Mm. Like that, it's not fucking helpful for anyone, right? (laughs) But what I would do is when I was, do you know what I mean? When I started to come out of the depression and anxiety and then, so I wasn't being reactive, right? I wasn't reacting to that situation. I would be like, okay, well, listen, you know, some of you guys will be going through this and this is what I took away from it. Like I always go, how am I helping my audience Mm-hmm. by sharing whatever it is that might be vulnerable or real, yeah. right? Yes. Um, I'm not sharing me doing 12 tequila shots at the bar, <laughs> all right? Like, and, so, um, but and you're nice. being real though, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm being real, but there's also a time yeah. and place around yeah. that and those boundaries, right? Oh, um, totally. So yes, and I do see some people like to go a little bit over top, where others yeah. I'm like, you nailed it. So I guess, but I, again, in there's the, always a- like that's the thing. There's always a strategy behind what I'm posting. Yes. Like if I share a little bit of something that's happening in my personal life. It's kind of for a strategy. It's not just thinking. Just like, oh yeah, I just picked up the phone and I'm just going to yeah. talk. Like, yeah. yes, and I've seen people who, yeah, have done it really badly where they will be drunk out somewhere and then they just start <laughs> doing a live. And I'm like, I like want to like like jump over the table. Like, no, now, no, now is not the time to do. You can't put your sentence no. together. And it's like that's where I think you can compromise your brand is when you don't understand that when you're you need to lead with adding value, whatever that value looks like. And yeah. again, with intent. And again, are you actually helping them on the other end of this? You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what is it that you love about Instagram? Yeah, sure. So I, I think it's the brand building thing and the connections and it, it's like the opportunities that can come from there in terms of like the people that you can connect with is pretty amazing. It's so different to something like Facebook where it's not real. like Facebook people can like your page and then like your posts a bit, but Instagram, it feels so much more personal. Um, also on Instagram, the reason that I'm like, I know it's so powerful is because posts like typically your posts will get seen by more people on Instagram than they do on Facebook. So we know that the organic reach on Facebook's pretty shocking on Instagram. It's better. Um, So that's another thing you're, you're putting out, you can put out the same content, but you're getting more people to see it as well. And then there's things like people can save it to their, um, to their Instagram um, like gallery to come back to you later as well. Um, And then of course the Instagram stories, which is where you'll find like the way the conversation across social is moving is from the public public to the private. Mm-hmm. So this is why I say like really make sure you're using Instagram stories because what you'll see is that you're getting people sending direct messages from your stories and that's where you can have like pretty amazing conversations in there and build those relationships and that's where actually a lot of my sales also take place because people have interacted with me, I'll have a discussion with them, I'll find out about them and figure out if something that I have to offer like a couple of my programs is something that's going to be something they really want to do. And so it, I just see it as such a powerful way to actually have one-on-one connections with people at scale too. Um, yeah. And you can really share yourself and people get a great feel for you. Um, and it's so interesting because you never really know who's watching, but the opportunities that can come from it when you're showing up online, like I said, being asked to do guest speaking and that type of thing is pretty powerful. And I know uh, a friend of mine, Ter- Teresa, who has also been on the podcast, we were talking about uh, Jasmine Starr, who's a big Instagrammer over in the United States. And someone said, well, Jasmine, you know, I've got 200,000 people too, and we just can't keep up. What do you do? Like, I want to outsource. And and Jasmine said something along the lines like, no, you respond 
And she was like, but I, like, I can't do it. She's like, you outsource the other things and you respond. Yeah. Like, and she's like, but what do you mean you respond? She's like, if people are taking time to yes. DM me, she's like, I respond. And she's yes. like, and, so, and she just kept saying the same thing. Like I wasn't there, but my friend <laughs> Teresa was telling me, but she just kept saying the same thing. She's like, and you respond. Like yeah. there's no quick win when you're building relationships oh with gosh. people. Um, and she's just like, so outsource your emails. Like if you yeah. need to like, uh, the things that could be like, like your payments or whatever, yeah. outsource those things that don't need to treat people like humans and not a transaction. And I say that so often on this podcast, again, people are getting sick of it, but conversations equal conversions. Yeah. And when you have those conversations and it's not done by your team again you're just going to build so much juiciness you're going to move them along this along the buying journey quicker yeah then if you even had your team because your team's gonna be like I didn't actually really know what to say yes whereas like if it's just you so you know there are certain things that I believe you can outsource and I think again you can like I know for some people they do do yeah. it really really well but I do like Jasmine's type of thing because that's how yeah, I've yeah. always been it's just like there's a time and place for outsourcing but yes. if someone's in your DM like and just answer. Oh, totally. And this is the thing. I think that um, you, when you start out on Instagram too, you're probably not going to have a whole heap of comments or a whole heap of DMs, but you should treat each of those like VIPs that leave a comment. And so rather than like, I see so many people will just like a comment that comes up on their post, but don't do that. Actually respond to them and go to their profile. And so I would be like, oh, eh. like I go and find the name. And this is why it's so important to have your name in your Instagram profile. So people can connect and see who you are. But when someone leaves a comment on your content, go over to their profile, figure out what their name is, choose one thing you can make a comment about and then go back and respond to their comment and say, oh, thank you so much. And also congratulations on like launching your website or whatever it is. And that's how you're going to take those relationships like very quickly up a notch rather than just liking someone's comment on your post because then they're probably not really going to bother um, writing a comment next time. So exactly I would right. also do that. And it's also about additional touch points, right? Yeah. So from a branding point of view is if you like, you've got one touch point by liking whatever they've said, but you've got two touch points by then writing something and you've got a third, you know, kind of leaving that memory. Yes, if you've exactly. gone and then found out something specific about them, it's not just a generic, yes. right? And That's I'm not saying like, Jasmine didn't say this, but I would suspect though, if someone's sitting there trying to pick her brain, all right, she's yeah. probably still responding, but she probably has a canned response and like, hey, this is a really great question. Did you know I offer this in this program, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying don't let time suckers take your time. I'm no. not saying that. Still be strategic about it, but still take ownership for it. Mm, totally so, yeah. agree. Now, do you think Instagram is for all businesses? Do you think yeah. everyone has a place on there or do you think it's only for particular types of business? I really believe that any business can get results from Instagram and it's just about how they use it. And so I talk about like there's really four types of different content you should post and this will depend on the type of business. So like uh, connection type of content is what we've been speaking about a little bit in terms of actually showing up in your Instagram and also um, positioning what you talk about in your own stories so that you know they're going to resonate with your ideal clients as well. So talking about your own challenges and desires, those that you know your ideal clients go through. So businesses should be thinking about what type of content are we posting that's creating connection with our audience. Then there's also credibility content. And so that's like, and when you do your speaking, getting those photos through your feed and exactly podcasting. Right. 
Yeah. So showcasing, it's it's like that credibility for your audience to be like, oh, hang on a minute. Okay. She's really legit. I trust her. She's one of the experts in her field, that type of thing. So again, this is going to depend on the type of business you have, how much of each of the content you'll have and exactly what it looks like. Then, so you've got connection, you've got credibility, then you have value. And this is where people can get tripped up. So value is all about why is your, so why is someone going to click follow on your account? So for my type of business, I share a little bit of the Instagram tips. I share some, um, some of my own kind of stories that people can resonate with. I share some quotes that I know that my audience, um, also resonate with. They're going to be totally different to other people's accounts. And so for, for photographers, sometimes I say to them, like they're getting really caught up trying to think of like how they can share heaps of tips. And I'm like, people are actually following you for your stunning photos. Yes. And that's, you still need to get that sense of connection in there and a bit of value, but really like that's what they want to see in your feed. So keep doing that, but also get yourself a bit more into your brand. So that's going to depend on the value that you give your audience, depending on the type of business you are. And some, some um, businesses, it'll be like some ha- some tutorial videos. So get creative around what you can give your audience that they actually like thrive on seeing your content and engaging with it. And then the fourth one is promotion. And so I find like some people can get a little bit caught up on sharing all this great content, but they never actually share how people can buy from them. And again, like when you share this, when you, what we don't want to do is share a post and say something like, Hey, I've got this, go to my website and buy it. Yeah. No one's going to do that and no one's going to engage in that post. So it's thinking about, right, what's my call to action at the bottom of my post to move people to the next stage of working with me, which is often going to be like we've spoke about whether they're going out or not, but some sort of opt-in to move them from your being an Instagram follower to moving them to your list, which is where you can um, control the messaging a little bit more in terms of who receives what message at what time and what Mm. that message is too. So when they've just joined your list, then you have a sequence set up to send them um, to basically introduce them to your brand and you can give them a special offer for that too. Um, So that's what you want to make sure that you're doing through your content. And like I said, the promotion side of things, sometimes it is in those private conversations that you're having and actually getting to know someone and finding out what their needs are. And that's when you can actually say, well, that's actually awesome. I think you'll be a perfect fit for this. So that's connection, credibility, value, and promotion. I think all businesses can get results from Instagram. It's just figuring out what that looks like for them. For them individually business. And I know today, for example, uh, at time of recording is that there is this lady who I'd met at James Shremko's event this year at a speaking event I was um, speaking yeah. at and I'd made a relationship with her. And then I'd seen that she had just like, I've you know kept in contact liking her stuff because she's genuinely like this amazing person. Mm. And I'd seen her post today just about, you know, something has happened, you know what I mean, within the business. And I just said like, Hey, are you okay? Like, mm. I, I seriously, like that sucks. She's just such a nice person, this lady. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for reaching out. She goes, you always just are like, you're always so nice. You know, excuse me. And she's just like, you always are just like, you just like, you just treat me kindly. And she's like, and you expect nothing. She's like, but the funny thing is, she's like, you were on my list to email you later on this week. And she's like, or early next week. Cause she's like, because of what's happened in the business, I wanted to hire you for a two hour strategy session. Oh my God. Because she said, you just like, you've always just shown up with value first. You've never 
ever sold yourself? She's like, yes, like obviously you sell as in like I'm promoting myself. But in those DMs, I've never, my never has my objective been to get her to a client. It's just like, you know, like, hey, great job on your event. It looked like fun. What was great about it? Or, hey, I just saw this, you know, like it's lead, like I'm actually leading as a genuine thing. But because I've led and showed up and like found, like respected her and understand what she's going through. Now, um, this afternoon, I'll be sending her her contract to do me to do that two hour strategy session with it. So all I'm saying is those things do come up when you're willing to take the time to invest in the people, right? That's totally true. And as you know, I talk a lot about human to human marketing, which is always the experience and interaction. The definition is, I should say, is the experience and interaction one has with a particular brand. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you can have an interaction, but there's no experience. And sometimes you can have experience, yes. but there's not a lot of like <laughs> the experiences are yes, but there's not a lot of really um, in depth interaction. But yeah. when you have both, magic starts to happen. It's so and true. so it is. It's something that you know people need to be to be thinking about. So for you, I'd also be curious is. People can always say, well, this is great, Emily. And, you know, yes, you can talk about it. And you've got your hundreds of people in your membership. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's always those Debbie Downers out yeah, there. Yeah, and yeah. some of you are probably shaking your head. But I'd like to know specifically for you, how has Instagram specifically helped you to grow your business? Yeah. Well, when I started out, of course, I didn't have many followers and um, I started selling workshops. And so if I go like right back to my early days, it really was like, I say to, I say to a lot of people, if there's one thing that you spend your money on when you're getting started, get some photos done, like some professional shots. And so when you, I, I really think when you get them done and start sharing them on your Instagram, suddenly you go from you know, a bit of a hobby looking account to actually a serious business owner. Um, And as soon as I started sharing those and sharing value, so sharing some advice, some tips, like I said, that's going to be different for every business, but like pretty immediately I started being asked to do speaking and, um, and attracting clients because they were like, right, this girl knows what she's talking about. And I think people can fall into the trap. I'm sure your audience don't, but some people can fall into the trap of not really wanting to give away too much, too many tips and that type of thing. And what you've got to remember is that probably like 1% or a few percent of people actually do what you, what you've told them, but you actually sharing a bit of your knowledge and giving that value and showing basically a little bit of what you got to offer that, that, makes you stand out so much more over other businesses and people then want to follow you and consume your content and you build that brand equity with them. And so when you are ready to sell, it's a pretty easy yes from them. So when I started out, it was sharing like some good quality photos and also leading with value. And then when I had offers, actually understanding a few of the sales messagings around like urgency and scarcity. Mm -hmm. is so, so important. And that's why if you're probably not getting results from your Instagram, it's that you're probably posting um, similar posts a lot of the time that are saying, hey, like we've got this great thing, head to our website and go buy it or head to our website and check it out. And just like the fact of the matter is no one's really going to do that. You need to have a bit more of a strategy around your funnel. Um, so that's, you know, that, that started out working really well for me when I had workshops and I could sell them out pretty easily because I had such an amount of trust in my business because of what I was doing on Instagram. And now that I've grown it and I'm looking at, um, you know, I've moved my business online in the last year. Um, it has really been a place for people again, to feel like they trust me. And we were talking just before we started recording, but it really shortens down that like it, 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 it builds that loyalty with me 
And when I have something to offer, it's also a pretty easy yes for those that are ready to buy because they trust me. And we might've had some conversations on Instagram and that type of thing. So that that's kind of like what it's helped me achieve. I'm always focused on growing my email list with Instagram too. Um, so I'm always thinking, right, what are my call to actions at the end of my post? Let's get some great engagement. So more of my audience see my posts because the more engagement one of your posts gets, the more that um, of your followers Instagram will show it to. And for instance, if you like one of my posts, Ange, then next time I post, next time I share content, Instagram's probably going to show that to you too. Yes, exactly. And I think Cherie from Digital Picnic was saying when she was speaking at my uh, women in business retreat, she reckons that um, it's it's two weeks you'll stay kind of in someone's atmosphere. Do you know what I mean? So if you like, comment, engage in a story, you're yeah. more likely to keep seeing them. So again, you keep having those conversations with people yes. and interactions they're going to keep in your feed, you know, which is going to be amazing. Yes. Yes, that's it. And like when someone first follows you, then your latest posts are going to pop up in their feed. So that's why, like, again, we go back to like, what is the purpose of what you're sharing? You want to make sure that they're really, really good quality posts and they're, they're connecting, they're like, they're moving something in your audience or they, they're standing out to them and that they are actually asking them what, telling them what to do next. So whether it's to engage on the post or to move to the next step with. Exactly. You're right. Call to action. So, so I can't tell yeah. you how many, listen, I'm not an Instagram guru by any means, but I have grown <laughs> a couple of accounts in my time with a, you know, a few thousands, yes. tens of thousands. And it's one of those things that I'm like, you've gone in all this work, yeah. you've done it. And then it's like, where do they buy this? Yeah. How do they know where to find you? And they're like, oh yeah, I could have just told them to go here. I'm like, yes, those yeah. call to actions are sneaky little <laughs> devils, you know? Totally. And then for totally. business who want to leverage Instagram, what are your kind of top, do you know what I mean? Do you have a couple of tips that you could share with us for, for leveraging Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, I always, so I step through kind of like a five stage system. So it's first of all, you've got to start with your strategy and actually what are you sharing? So that's the content. And we've spoken a little bit about that. Yep. And then the next step is all about your audience. So it's your business basic. It's like, actually, who is your audience? Who are you speaking to? And then you write your profile specifically to attract them. So in your profile, you need to make sure that it's connecting and it's super clear to your ideal customer. What problem you help solve for them. And also like we've just spoken about a call to action, you have to have a call to action in your profile. And it's not just like putting your website address there because no one's going to click that really. So you want to think, right, what is something I want my audience to do? And again, that's often going to be the first step into your ecosystem. So to your opt-in, your lead magnet or your upcoming like workshop that you've got. So making sure you call that out in your Instagram profile and have that specific link to take people there. So that's the next step. So it's all about your audience and understanding kind of who they are. Then we look at stories. So actually crafting those great captions that people engage with. And also, of course, Instagram stories. So showing up, it's like, I can't emphasize enough how powerful it is when you start doing that, how quickly your audience is going to really connect with you and invest back in you because they see you on there. Um, and also Instagram live is really good because your audience get a notification when you go live. So they're like, Oh, Emily's going live. So even I say like, it almost doesn't really matter what you say. It's just like that, um, front of mind for your audience. If you go live, let's say every week, it there your audience are getting that notification that hey Emily's going Emily Osmond is going live. Yes. So even if they don't jump on and look, I've just like got in that ecosystem again. I've just got on their radar. You just left again. another stamp to go yes. boom. Yep. It's yeah. And so when they do want to buy, they can draw down and go, Oh yeah, remember yeah, I think she talked about this. I think she does this. It's like you're embedding that more and more. 
Yeah, totally. So that's another one there. And then number four, I would be looking at, right, what is your overall system for your content? And I know you're very passionate about this too, Ange, in terms of we're not just focusing in isolation on a social media platform. That's just silly. (laughs) So we're looking at, right, what is my overall content strategy? Where does Instagram fit in? And this is where we look at our core content. And we're not sharing content just for the sake of content. It all comes back to our goals and what we're focusing on in our business. But when we identify, right, this is like my weekly core piece of content. I can share it in my email. It might be your podcast topic. That's also what you can share in its own way on your Instagram. So really understanding that and using Instagram to grow your email list. So getting that lead magnet set up and and um, moving your followers, you're building that great brand on Instagram and then you're moving them through to be on your email list. And then the final stage is the Instagram sales, which is basically now we have that system set up and it's just making offers and understanding some sales messaging too. So you create an irresistible offer and you actually have something like urgency scarcity bonuses in there, which is actually quite compelling for people to want to buy from you now you just don't want you just don't want to be the same same as what everyone else is doing like you said I like the word (laughs) compelling it has to be compelling because there's so much noise as it already is and that's where again I think a little bit of strategy and a little bit of understanding which gets my next thing is Instagram, yes, you can test it and you can trial it, but it needs strategy. And Mm. for me is you need to be able to learn from some of the best. And so if people want to learn more about Instagram and how they could get into working with you, where can they find you? Yeah. Thanks, Angela. So emilyosman.com forward slash free. And I have a free online class all about it. So I'm going to step you through in more detail, actually what we've covered and a few more pieces there too. So you can start mapping out your strategy. All right. Well, fantastic. And I have one final question for you is what do you know now that you wish she knew when you first started in business? Yeah. God, there's so much, but, um, I think my, if I even say like my favorite kind of mantra and my belief in business is that you can, if you think you can, So just never forget, like, if you want to do something, you just got to go out and do it really. And I think at the start, I was holding back, waiting for someone to come and give me permission. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I wish, you know, I just started all this like early days and not felt that like, oh, I don't know enough and that type of thing. So yeah, you can, if you think you can. You can, if you think you can. I love it. And before we sign off, please remember that my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And as I mentioned earlier, if you enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share it especially over on your Instagram stories see there Emily Instagram oh, stories and tag taking me, me yeah and tag Emily and I so Emily it's just at Emily Osmond O-S-M-O-N-D and tag me Angela Henderson Consulting or share it wherever really because either of us you mean you'll make our day and we would love that also just a reminder that if you do love the Business and Life Conversations podcast please subscribe and I would equally love for you to leave a uh, short review because it does help me out in the world of podcasting to be able to impact more women in business and again thank you so much today Emily for taking the time out to being on here and talking to us all things Instagram We really appreciate that. And for the rest of you, have a fabulous day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Have a good day, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au